Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Debbie Downer and Jamal Lawrence here. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> what's up, Colts Nation? Dude, <laughs> Please be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at the Colts cast and our Instagram is at Colts cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see the estimated wins Jamal will post for the Colts, which is still four because he <laughs> wants us to tank to the bottom. <laughs> Dude, we are up on YouTube now. Go where you can see my us. face, and I show you where I'm tanking. Oh yeah, he is. He is tanking very to the bottom. Yeah, we got the Eagles up next. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're back at home, right? Yeah, road win back to the. Yeah, I mean, we went in by 55. Um, against the Eagles. Look, oh, man. Yeah, go ahead and start. You saw that Commanders Eagles game? I, yeah, I saw that Commanders Eagles game, and I got a lot to say about about that. Okay, all right. Well, Let's let's hop on right into it because let's let's just break it down. You saw the news, Shaquille Leonard. Looks like he's out for the remainder of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Unless we make a run in the playoffs, he could maybe squeeze. Ah, yeah, I don't, don't think he would. Oh, uh, you never know. He's he's got the heart on him. What what are the ill effects that's this going to have on us, Jamal? Let's take it from the top. Let's start the summer. Shoot, he had the first back surgery back in June. Uh, he didn't play until week four after that surgery. So there was, there, of course, we thought he would be ready by week one. Now a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, week by week by week. He didn't play. He practiced, but he didn't play. He practiced, he didn't play. Um, so then finally, week four, he gets in against the Titans early in the game, breaks his nose and gets a concussion in the same play. Aced him. Get him out of here. Uh, recovered from that concussion, was out a few more weeks. Didn't get back until we played the Commanders in week eight. Uh, and then when he came back, he played for 39% of the snaps. And then against the Patriots, he played for 50, just over 50% of the snaps. So not a lot of PT he got during those two games he was back. Um, now he just had his second back surgery just the other day. This one put him on the IR. And ultimately, you know, he they pulled him for the rest of the season. Like you said, questionable with the playoffs if we were to get there. I just don't see that happening. Um that's a lot to happen for a player for this year, especially when all summer long, as soon as the surgery was completed, we were, you know, we were all in hopes that this would clear up all the problems from from the Achilles, I believe it was Achilles, up to his back and everything, just all the pain he's been having since his rookie season. He was very, very optimistic about the the up, you know, the uptick he was on, and I think everybody was. Of course, Reich was saying from the beginning that we would let him play, you know, as needed, but Shaq felt like he was ready to get back in there. Uh, so it's definitely tough to see him go out like this, especially another surgery. I mean, that scares me when we're having another surgery after the first one was supposed to fix all the problems. And I think that, of course, we know he really hasn't been on the field. I think he's had 11 tackles and uh, one interception since he, when he was on the field. So at least he got that one turnover for us. So I do think that that's a huge factor that we're missing out on because we talk about every episode how Defense isn't able to generate the turnovers that we have in the past, like last year. But with that being said, with him not playing at all really this season, 
I really don't think that it's going to have a true effect on us. We're going to miss his energy on the field. We need him on the sideline pumping everybody up. And I would imagine recovering from this back surgery, he won't be at any other games. Maybe late, late in the season. But I can't imagine coming out of back surgery, he's going to make any effort to be at the at the games or at practice or anything of that sort. So as frustrating as it is, and now I'm not mad at him, as about as frustrating as his injury is, because I can only imagine as the player that you're feeling like, dang, I thought this was the one to get me back right. Um, I don't think it's going to truly have that big of an effect of us because he just hasn't been on the field to create enough of a, of noise um, all season long. Not to mention, Bobby O'Karake and Zaire Franklin have been balling this season. I mean, they've been looking really good. Um, you know, Bobby is at 86 tackles, one forced fumble, uh, no sacks, no interceptions. But, I mean, they've been looking. He's been looking good this year. He's still projected, you know, on the uptick for 146 tackles. So, he looks good. Then we look at Zaire, who's really the, the standout for us on defense. 97 tackles. Half a sack, uh, no force fumbles, no interceptions. So, of course, you know, that's where our downfalls with these guys. He's projected 465 this year. So, it's it's promising to see that these two guys have been balling out all season long for us. And they continue to play, even with Shaq not being there. I definitely think they uh, understand the job. And, you know, if they, want, if they want to try to get these bigger contracts, whether that be with us or another team, kind of make their presence known throughout the league, what better time to do it now when the highest paid linebacker your best overall player on defense is out. And we know that. I mean, everyone knows that. that This is your perfect time to shine. So it definitely sucks not having him here for the rest of the season, but I don't think we really skip a beat just because we have had to adjust without him being there all season long. Mm. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I'm I'm hoping this procedure fixes the issue for good. I really hope so. But, you know, he's on a $98.5 million contract five years you know they've invested a lot into him so yeah you're probably right he probably won't come back they're gonna play it safe with their star linebacker now only got 74 defensive snaps out of him this season not great you know return on investment on that it's really crazy i'm really worried about these back issues like you said i mean surgery after surgery after surgery because we we thought the back issue or they confirmed that it was connected to his ankle issue right and that was supposed to fix it both. Just seems to be the center of all his problems. So I don't know if we'll ever get a fully healthy maniac again. I'm hoping we do. But also, like you said about our defense, I I mean, we are missing him. But is it truly that impactful? I don't know. Because we're, we're only allowing 20.3 points per game. That's good for above average in the NFL. And our Russian defense, which, you know, Shaquille Leonard's is one of the best off-ball linebackers in the game. He's great in, in, in the run defense aspect of things. We're, we're only allowing 3.8 yards per attempt, per rush attempt. That's number two in the NFL. We're top three in that category. So we can stop the run with or without him. I'm sure it'd be better with him, but I think we're still doing pretty good. I mean, we're right up there with San Francisco, Tennessee, the Jets, Rams. I mean, we're doing pretty solid on that end. So I'm hoping he gets healthy. I wish a speedy recovery for him. Um, it, it, it truly sucks to see, but Zaire Franklin has been a standout this season. I already told you guys, elite linebacker status this season. But, yeah, that's all I got to say about him. Ah, I like it. I like it. Let's talk about uh, the offense for a few minutes then. 
could Parker and Jeff be the new faces of the Colts? Why are you going to ask me that? You want me to answer it first? Because I they got hold on, they got one win, and we already talking about that. Oh well, no, 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 all right, so, no, 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 all right, go, no. I'll, I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak first. All right. I'll speak first. All right, I was gonna say because the way everybody's been popping off after that first win. Oh, it don't matter. We top one now. No, 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 no. no. So yeah, go ahead and look talk at, your talk. Uh, you talking so about I can get Colts ready, Nation? Boy. You talking about like, Colts Nation? Look, like, <laughs> look, look, look. You can sit here and say the Las Vegas Raiders aren't a great team. You know what they are though. You know what they are, though? An NFL football team. So with Jeff Saturday, a.k.a. no coaching experience at the collegiate or professional level, a.k.a. Jim Mercer's drinking buddy, a.k.a. just a former player for 13 years for the Colts, just coached his team to a win on the road. I can't argue with the results, right? Can we? I I assume you're going to argue with me, Jamal, but... You Bill better, Coward, better believe Bill I Cowher and Joe Thomas, they okay, but they have to sit down and wait until after we play the Eagles to criticize now, because he's undefeated, right? <laughs> However you want to look at it, he yeah, came he in is. to a bad situation, and he's undefeated. Can we talk bad about him now? No, I don't know. But the team, they it, it looked dramatically better than you know the weeks before. Six for eleven on third downs. That's really good efficiency. Over 50%. Over 200 yards of rushing as a team. Haven't seen that in some time. Started the right quarterback. The one who gives us the best chance to win despite mistakes. Check. I, I, you can argue? Oh, man. <laughs> how many Boy, people, I can't wait to talk. How many people complained about the offensive line play last week? Crickets. I did not hear people complain about it like they do every single week. When Matt Ryan has time to throw, he makes it happen. He does. Jeff Saturday may be the new head coach going forward if he starts winning some more games. I could see it. Now, A, I'm just saying it can happen. Not saying it will happen, but you know, they gotta go through the right the right protocol, Rooney rule, all that, you know. They gotta they gotta interview lots of people. But if he starts winning, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, Jamal. It just it just seems like he might he could be a right fit. That's all I'm saying. He could be. Now, this next week is going to tell us a lot more since we're going up against a better team. I don't know. The Eagles have looked suspect the past few games. I mean, Texans were giving them a run, things like that. Commanders just, just busted them up. But they're still, you know, a one-loss team. So I'm still going to look at them like they're, you know, really good. Parks Frazier, you never know. He could also be promoted to offensive coordinator if the team is content with his play calling going forward. I really don't know. Can't project it after one game, but I can't count them out right now. They absolutely could be Jamal. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. I mean, Jonathan Taylor even said he gives us passion. I never heard him say that with Frank Wright there. Listen, everybody in the world knows that all I talked about was how Frank Wright doesn't have a lick of passion, energy, or nothing in his body. That's I, what they I needed, it seemed like. Twitter, yeah. Reddit, everything. I'm like, yo, give me that Frank Wright face, that look of despair. I mean, it's not even looking at despair. It's look of, like, lostness. Like, Every touchdown, has his soul. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even imitate it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that bland. Uh, what well, honestly, man, I, you know, yeah, you're right. It is way too early to tell. But I asked that question because you wouldn't you wouldn't think that based off the way everybody's reacting. So in whole 
I don't think that they will Who be is offensive. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Everybody. On okay. Twitter, on on Facebook, on Reddit, on Instagram, they just like, oh man, this is this is it. This is he's the new head coach whisperer, you know, all this other no. Let, let's let's go ahead and nip this in the bud right now. And the whole I don't think so. This man over here said that that Jeff Saturday could be the he said he's gonna be the new head coach. Yo, <laughs> he he won't flow from progressive to be the new CEO of Progressive because she do the commercials for them. Yo, get out of here, dog. You talking about your neck right now. Oh, Don't lot of these people. Anything can happen, man. <laughs> Anything can happen. And and let's go back to what you said about the Raiders, because they are the worst team in the league. A team that is cash poor and they cannot afford to part ways with their whack coach, so they're stuck to deal with him for at least the next year. So yeah, if they could have if they could have fired him a long time ago, they would have. But they're stuck with him. So I do credit Jeff Saturday with the win. I do credit Parker with the the play calling uh, to get the win for this week. But I do also want to remember that this is the worst team in the league. It is, and it's the first game we have led and won. And I also want to talk about Eric. Confidence is definitely a factor. Parker will continue to build his confidence as long as we have success. Uh, I think there are a lot of the puzzle, a lot of pieces of the puzzle that kind of all fell in part for him. We're talking about a Matt Ryan who was salty that he got benched. We're not. This would have been the same Matt Ryan who hadn't got benched, who had still been playing before the quote injury that he had, which I really don't believe it was an injury at this point. I think that was just a cop out. Um, if this had been the same Matt Ryan, he wouldn't have been playing as hard. He got benched by a, by a second year quarterback. Or for a second-year quarterback. So, of course, he's salty. He came out to play as hard as he wanted. He he had a chip on his shoulder. Uh, so, he, he was going to try his best to ball out. That's why he ran the ball for that 39 yards. He wouldn't have done that three weeks ago. He'd have sat there in the pocket and done nothing. So, I don't want to hear that about he's just this and that. Yes, the line played a 1,000% better. A 1,000% better. And I'm happy they did. But I, I, I personally like the feel. The players probably felt like they had more freedom with no right there, like you mentioned. Uh, Jeff Saturday brought the right energy to the team, and he let the people who know how to do their jobs do their jobs. He didn't get in the way of anybody. Of course, he t- he he let a young guy, Parker, come out there and call the plays. I respect that, you know, because, again, what's the worst that can happen? But I feel like he didn't question Gus. He didn't question what the what Reggie. He didn't question what any coach wanted to do. He said, if this is what you feel is best for the team, then do it. Versus a head coach like Reich, who would probably say, well, I do have creative, con- you have creative control, but at the end of the day, I can control what come what the product is that comes out. So I do think that as Frank Reich is a, a seasoned coach that he probably would say, I understand where you're coming from, but I think that this way would go better. Jeff is definitely, I mean, Jeff can't, he can't pull the seniority card because we all know he has no seniority in that room, in that building. The only thing he has over all the rest of those guys in there is that Super Bowl championship. Uh, he technically that, could, right? He could. I, I, I not guess a seniority he really could. card, but right. if he wanted but to control. call a final play or something, yeah. I bet you he has the authority. I, you're right, and he, he does have that. I, I just I think that Jeff is too much of a of a I don't want to step on any toes kind of a guy. Like he know he knows how to play the he knows how to read the room, and he did a great job of reading the room, and it all fell into play. I think that I think that again, a team that's worse than us. It's kind of easy to get that that glow. It's easy to get that glow because we can come out and beat them. We're talking about a, a dis, like a distraught Devontae Adams who hasn't done anything since he left Green Bay. We're talking about a Josh Jacobs who has played off and on all season. We're talking about a Derek Carr who was crying in the locker room after the game or during the press conference after the game. This team is in shambles right now. They don't know what's going on. They're like, yo, we just lost to the Colts too. So I do think 
I do think that Jeff and Parker did a great job. I think the real test starts. It started on Tuesday because I'm sure they probably gave the players Monday off. It started on Tuesday and it starts from Tuesday until week 18. That man said Devontae Adams hasn't done anything. Okay, he had a, he had some great he had some games, but has he produced his Green Bay numbers y'all this heard season? That, right? Has he produced his Green Bay numbers this season? Uh, y'all heard? That. Has he? Let me look up his numbers this year versus Green Bay's numbers this uh, last year at this time. I guarantee you they are not remotely close. Well, I mean, in Green Bay, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing to him under yeah, he, under many years of chemistry mm-hmm. and versus he, he, his his college quarterback. He's got Derek he's got Clark. a he's got a head coach with like five Super Bowl rings. Supposed to be who's supposed to know how to put their aces in their places. Now I'll tell you, Adams has had like what over two hundred and fifty yards over the last two games. I'm... Mm-hmm. You want to pull up those stats from Green Bay when he was there from the I, same I just, of time? I when I heard you say that, I needed. To... <laughs> I just want to make sure you said that, you know, for the listeners out there that yeah, Devontae the same Adams ones you done anything. The same ones who you just said that that off of a win against the Raiders, Jeff Saturday and Parker Fields can they can now become the the new the new. Head coach and G and, and and OC one. No matter what the case is, I didn't say no matter what the case. I said it's possible. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well then, I'll tell you what. Then, since we're going to keep it competitive, then how, how do we beat the Eagles? How do we beat the Eagles? Do you think we can beat the Eagles? No, but I want you to tell me how we can beat them. <laughs> like... <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. I'll. I'll... Let's look at it. Let's analyze how the Commanders ended up beating the Eagles. So, one, the Eagles turned the ball over four times compared to the Commanders two times. Turnovers are horrible. We know about that. We know all about that. That's a, you know the reason we've lost a lot of games. Not only are you negating points for your offense, you're giving them another opportunity to post up some more points. Then you also fatigue your own defense by getting them back out on the field. Especially if you're going three and out frequently. Wink, wink, Indianapolis Colts. Two, they also beat them by controlling the time of possession. Washington ran the ball 49 times of their 81 plays. That's over 60% of just running the ball. What did that equate to? Limiting the number of chances the Eagles had to score. Philadelphia only had a total of 47 plays. So we got 81 to 47. So they ran the ball more than Philly called plays in the game. That's crazy. But that's how you win. 40 minutes and 24 seconds compared to 19 minutes and 36 seconds of time of possession. That's an incredible lead on time of possession. The ability to run the ball and drain clock compounded with turnovers helped the commander control the pace of the game. They were able to get third in manageable situations, converted you know, 12, 21 of their third downs. Like That's really good. That gives them another set of downs 12 times out of 21 times. I mean, they're they're controlling the clock. All that's to say is they got to bench Carson Wentz when he's healthy, which means we are stuck with a third-round pick. <laughs> but anyway, because <laughs> I, I don't know how you insert Carson yeah. Wentz when you're winning games with Taylor Heineke. So I think we have a better rushing attack than the commanders. If we if we look at last week, if if we project – how our offensive line is going to play. If we project a healthy Jonathan Taylor, I mean, the Eagles give up 4.7 yards per rush attempt. That's below average. So 
if we can get Taylor in there busting up some runs, I don't know. We can make this game interesting. You also have to admit that the Eagles aren't that healthy either. I don't know if A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are 100%. They were pretty limited this this week. Maybe they're just resting. Not really sure. Jason Kelsey as well. They already lost Dallas Goddard. That's a big tight end loss for them. I don't know. I, I think anything's possible at this point. You know, if Matt Ryan, if he limits his mistakes, if he still plays with that chip on his shoulder, because that's been his Achilles heel all season, you know. I, I will always say the Colts do have a chance if they can do all that. And when you look at what the other team has done in the past few games, they, they haven't been as elite as they were at the beginning of the year. So we have a chance to win now. On the flip side of things, the Eagles could just come into town and just tear us down. This is one of those Chiefs-like games. We're either going to get blown out or it's going to be a very close game. That's my opinion, though. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade. Right. You know, we, we kind of uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca. Right. Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Dang. I mean, that was that was the Harvard way of explaining kind of what I wanted to say. So I'm going to let you keep everything you just said, because that was perfect. I, I agree with what you said, honestly, uh, unless the injuries, unless the injuries. I do think that, you know, A.J. Brown obviously was a non-factor versus the commanders. We we saw that one catch seven yards or something like that. He he was Devonte Smith did had a decent game for his birthday, but still, I, I you know, it, it wasn't good. Um, the, the biggest, my biggest gripe that I have with us facing the Eagles this week is they're now coming off of a loss to the commanders, a team they played down to their level and, and they lost because like you said, T.O.P. being one of the biggest things at time of possession, that's what scares me. They, if, if they had come in, if they were coming into here undefeated still, I honestly would say that based off of our way we played last week, that we would have a much better chance. But I personally feel like they're going to come in and they have to set they have to make it known because people are people are looking unfortunately people are looking down on them a little bit you know they're like oh well they've got exposed this that and the other but they they really haven't they just they just played down to the commander's level they i'm sure they probably came in there hey it's another game let's get in here get out of here and all of a sudden they were down and they were just like oh crap we can't get the ball back so that scares me for for our for coming into Indianapolis because I can just see them saying, we need to get back on pace. Let's get the ball rolling, and then we can just steamroll. Um, but like you mentioned, though, I do think that we have all the we have all the things in place right now. If Ryan comes out playing grade-A football, we'll be fine. If we can come out with the same energy, we'll be fine. But most importantly, what set us apart against the Raiders game, or the Raiders game versus all of our other games this year, we set the tempo. We were the most productive on offense, and we and we tried to score on every drive. Obviously, we didn't score on every drive, 
but there was an effort. I felt like throughout the season, there have just been a lot of like after our, our initial first drive, we drive downfield a bit, and then from there, nothing for the second through second through five or two through five, two through six drive is nothing. Then it's the second half. We're trying to step it up another notch and and keep catch up in the fourth quarter. So I really do feel like we have to be productive on offense and try to at least get a field goal on every drive. Play like you're playing from behind all game long because we saw how easy it is, and well, I should say easy, but how nice it is to kind of coast through the game. When you're above and you're ahead, you can you can you don't need to let your foot off the gas too much, but you can take your foot off the gas and you can let JT do his thing. We can let we can run the ball, we can let these other plays happen. But when we're playing from behind. It's just air the ball out or, or we try to we try to force it where we need it to go versus where we want it to go. So I do feel like as long as we can be productive on offense and try our best to score on every drive, we can give them a run. But I do like how you said it can be just like the, the Chiefs game. It can either be a very close game or it can just be a blowout. And I just feel like the Eagles are going to come in with a huge chip on their shoulder because the world's watching. They can't get up. They can't get upset by the commanders and then get upset by the Colts. They just can't do that. They for one, that's a terrible look for them. Two, that's a great look for Jeff Saturday, you know, for for everything for all the other for the Bill Cowboys. Because yeah, you're against them. Exactly. Exactly. So they they can't <laughs> they can't afford to. They like I don't you think that they're gonna want to come in. No, 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 I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not okay. rooting against him. I'm just saying that they cannot afford to lose to to the Indianapolis Colts. So I, that's the only thing that scares me. Had they not lost last week, I would have been more confident in, in us. But I just, I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong. Um, but I just think that they're going to come out there and, and they're going to be firing on all cylinders. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if we got to 500? Wouldn't oh, it, man, that'd be wild. Wouldn't your whole mind change? Just No, about... my, mind, my mind wouldn't change. Really? No, no, I don't think it would change. I don't think it would change. Titans I, I, lose another game? What, what are we, what? two and a half games behind right now? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. No one changes the one and a half. I yeah. Don't. It gets tighter. It does get tighter. It does. It does. I just, I'm telling you, man, like I said before, I'm just afraid if stuff like that happens and the tide start changes a little bit. And this has nothing to do with, with um, Jeff Saturday being head coach or Parker being the OC. I just get afraid from the GM side of, well, we've done this. Why can't we just wait out for another year before we draft another quarterback? Why don't we let Matt Ryan go second year? I just can't go to bed like that. I cannot go to sleep knowing that there's the, always the possibility that we can say, well, we'll worry about this problem next year. And that's what scares me the most. I know. You want a quarterback. I do too. I do too. But I'm also always about taking the best player available. So, you know, if that's a cornerback, then... You pounce on him. Dude talking about Sauce Gardner. He forgot that Zach Williams got drafted the year before that because the Jets wanted a quarterback, so they did that, and then they drafted a quarterback. Talking about Zach Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, you know how many quarterbacks they did go through? Jets, mm-hmm. Jets have been going through a lot of quarterbacks. I know. I, I, listen, I said at the beginning of the season, and I guess I'm starting to bite those words, I said the Jets is where people go to die, so players go to die, and I guess I was it wrong. used because, to be. Yeah, because they didn't turn it around this year. So. Yeah, that— Robert Sala, he's he's killing yeah. it over there. He was killing it in San Francisco, man. Yep. But I do know the Colts have a lot of people, at least on the defensive side of the ball, that are sick. Zaire Franklin, Kenny Moore, mm-hmm. Isaiah Rogers. And that's two-thirds of our cornerback group. 
That's Zaire Franklin. We still have Quiddy Pay out. Jelani Woods seems like he's still going to be out. <sighs> right? Scary. Yeah, got a lot of key players out potentially. I'm hoping we see we see something come Friday, you know. But I that I definitely don't want our cornerbacks out. Like it'll just be Stephon Gilmore out there, and yeah, <laughs> that's it. But we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll keep an eye on their status throughout the week, and we'll kind of go from there. Hope for the best. Oh yeah. But what, what's your score prediction? All right, score prediction. I think it's going to be 34 to 17. They're going to put a 34 piece up on our defense? I think so. I just, I don't know, man. I, I really felt like with the commanders, like when they scored that early touchdown, when Jalen Hurts ran in that early touchdown, I said, it's about to go down now. And then they just crapped out after that. I, I, I think the biggest thing that scares me is I don't know if we have enough control to control the time of possession and just stick to what we know like stick to running the ball like that I don't know I I could feel like in a game where if we get down at any point again Parker has never been down because he was down he was up the entire game last week I think that it can cause you to kind of go into panic mode and you start doing stuff you don't need to do and then we can start turning we can start giving away three and outs or it's just say going for three and outs and giving up the ball and things of that sort hope it doesn't happen but I'm gonna say 34 to 17 hmm Okay, I'll be a little bit more optimistic. Man, we about to win twenty-four to ten, baby. Let's get oh, it. We bet money line plus three hundred or something like that. What's up? Is it really? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's significant. I don't gamble, so <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I will not be partaking in Dude, that. Liar. All right, but no, I like that. If I was a betting man, yeah, I'd take the spread. All right. Home. Take All a right. touchdown. It's like a touchdown. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It is. If I was a betting man, gamble responsibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna be it for us, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Colts Cast today. We're live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We will be back after the game, of course, to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all have a good weekend. Take care. Have a good weekend.